We are back. What's up? I'm Ben. I'm Cammy. And we are a couple with a bunch of kids yep. talking about real, authentic, organic Cheerios. No. <laughs> Just kidding. Stuff. <laughs> the realest stuff you'll find on the entire internet. Hmm. It's just a marketing thing. Yeah, okay. You're listening to the Fight for Together podcast. Actually, that is going to be one of our topics, though, is... Um, Authenticity on online. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make our intro really sexy, because it, it occurred to me, I'm so bad at thinking that people probably stumble across this podcast, and like, they don't know who this? we are. Yeah. I always assume everyone knows everything about And we're about like, me. hi... Uh, Cammy, this is Ben. <laughs> We've been together for 18 years. Blah, 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 blah. So we are, a, a exciting thing going on right now. We have the fire lit in this room. Yeah, and our... Which is making very cozy. In our basement. First time for the year. Yeah, and we really haven't had many fires since we've put this fireplace in, what, four years ago? So not as many as I'd like. Oh, speaking of, where's the matches? Gonna... Oh, they're over there on my kindling box right behind you. Okay. We need to get our cigars lit first for those of you that are in radio land. Um, and man, a couple exciting things besides the fire, which the fire is by far the most exciting. Oh, by the way, we're supposed to like talk into the microphones. Someone on the comment section said that. It sounds much better, and Joe Rogan talks into the microphone like this. Are you supposed to, like, make out with the microphone? Well, yeah, it's like you're making out, except for... Uh, no, no tongue, probably. Well... Can you pass the cutter, please? And not how we make out, because... Oh, Kelly here you doesn't go. doesn't like to kiss. Here you go. I... What do you mean, here I go? I'm just saying. Hey, there's different ways of making out, evidently. Hmm, that's true. Hang on, light my cigar... This will be worth the wait. <laughs> Promise. Yeah. Okay, you gotta talk while I'm doing this. Okay. Well, glad you're here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us. Um, we like to talk to each other and sometimes bring other people along. So I don't know if you guys remember last week, we like got out of our house and we had renters coming in because we went on the Appalachian Trail and rented our house out on Airbnb and made a nice little chunk of change. Like, I think we had close to $18,000 in bookings. But then there's, like, fees. Like, we had a property manager and there's cleaning and stuff. So still, I'm not trying to complain. I'm just saying it wasn't a full eighteen grand. But we forgot to turn it off. Um, and so last week we had to like leave or just for the weekend. We got back in our house today. But we got the review of what the person wrote about our house. Yeah, and it was super positive. This is it. You ready? You want to read it? Yeah. Because it's a girl. So Okay. Meredith wrote, by far the best Airbnb home I have best, ever best is stayed in, in. 
My guests and I felt right at home in this gem. The pictures do not do this place justice. From the moment you walk in, you can appreciate how much the owners care for their home and strive to make those passing through feel comfortable with their stay. Which is really funny because, yeah, I mean, what was it? Thursday, we're, get, we're getting out of our house. I know. And we were kind of trying to make it comfortable. We're just like, get our crap It felt like bare minimum, but... Um, place was furnished very tastefully, amazing artwork really or murals on every wall, very clean and plenty of space for all of my friends. We will absolutely be returning. Thank you so much for making our visit so memorable. Wow. So weird, like having someone describe your house that way. I feel like we need. Yeah. That's very encouraging because I kind of felt like. Oh man, I hope these people are nice and not don't aren't the type that will complain at about every point, little thing. You looked out the window at them because we were staying at my parents' house, like literally yeah. in the backyard. And so we see him in our house the whole time, which is just kind of funny. Yeah, that was funny. And our dog kept when she went to the, you know we'd let her out to the bathroom and stuff. And she's like this big black dog. She would go up to the back door when she saw like a person there. And just go ballistic. And go ballistic because she's, you know, guarding our house. And she's like, hey, there's a stranger in your house. (laughs) Red alert. (laughs) That's not a stranger. That's an Airbnb customer. Yeah. Don't worry. So then you see these people for like one second Mm -hmm. and you were like, oh, they're having a bad experience. I can tell. Yeah. You're like, they're going to leave a negative review. Is that what I said? That you said saying? something like that, yeah. Well, I just, yeah, I just like, you got I some felt vibe like it was like one second of seeing them 80 feet away. No, 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 it wasn't even a vibe. It was just, oh, our dog's barking at them. We haphazardly got out of the house in just the nick of time. The kids cleaned it, which, no offense to them, but they're not like <laughs> the most in depth cleaners, but they've gotten better. So I'm really, just, I'm, yeah. Just goes to show. Goes to show. What do I know? You never know. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't even know what it goes to show. Um, okay. The second thing I wanted to talk about. We we made this big announcement last time, but we're gonna make it again. So if you missed out on the last episode, do not worry. But we have a retreat that we're gonna try and schedule. <clears throat> and if you're interested in this, it's like a conference. So I really think, like, we've heard from enough people to know that we have something, some experience and some lessons that we think we can share that can help other people out. And the podcast is one way to do it. The vlog is another way. But that's all, like, um, soft drugs compared to this conference. That's, like, uh, smoking a joint with your friends or maybe some e. Is it E or X? Jeez, that shows how dumb I am when it comes to drugs. Ecstasy. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, what oh. does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> this is like the heroin. This is the hard hit this this weekend. <laughs> I'm trying to like really pump this up, but mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny, but I actually believe it. Uh, well, I kind of believe it. It's like um, it's like next level. Like I think it's going to be conversational, and you can learn a lot from watching someone. But for some for some reason having people um face to face and talking about your real life scenario yeah i think could actually result in more life change yeah yeah i would think so so the point of all this thing is 
if you're interested in this, uh, which I hope you are, uh, at least considering it, please fill out the survey link that's in the description of this YouTube thingamajig. And you could like leave your email address, and it's not like a hard sale at that point. It's just like letting us know that you're interested. And we're looking for like six couples or you know twelve folks. Yeah, probably uh, sometime in February. February fifteenth to seventeenth. Okay, yeah, we actually have a date. Um. So yeah, there's that. Okay, let's get into the topics for today. We got a we got a twofer because we have like kind of too many topics. I think we'll have time for that. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay, Christmas party. Merry Christmas, people. It's the holiday season. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And our kids are listening to Muppet Christmas Carol quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So it's that time of the year where we plan a Christmas party. Which we've done for the last... Nine years? Nine years. Wow, eight I was going to say like five. I mean, it was eight. Maybe it was seven. I don't know. But Yeah, for a while. Basically, there was this family in Seattle. Uh, their names were Paul and Jonna. They were a homeschool family. They were the only – they were like this family of eight. They have eight kids, right, in Seattle. I think so, yeah. And in Seattle, that's like – Crazy land. Yeah, that's like a two-headed person walking around. Right. Like having eight kids. And we were friends with these folks. And they invited us to their Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And it w- I remember, like, I got an invite. It was like a PDF on an email. And it had, like, this warm... It was, like, the closest you could get to an actual paper invite without being a paper invite. <laughs> like, it wasn't a Facebook event or something. Yeah. Um, and we went to this Christmas party, and it was just, like, the best time. Mm-hmm. It was, like, so warm. It was, like, super crowded. And when you have eight kids that are older, and those eight kids each have four friends. Right. And you're kind of, like, a well-known family in the area, and you've been around the Seattle area for 40 years. Mm -hmm. These parties aren't tiny, but the house wasn't huge. Right. So it's just, like, busting at the seams with people, cheese dip, drinks, like, wine. Yeah. And I was like, that was so cool. I want to I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to have that feeling. So ever since then, we've done it. With I believe the exception of was it last year we didn't do it? Did we not do it last year? Maybe not. I think we skipped last year. Yeah. Possibly the last 2 years actually. Which probably had something to do with those 2 years being like ass kickers yes. for us. So we quit the party because our life was so hard relationally and we felt so kind of wasted Bur- burned and out. beat up and whatever. Chewed, chewed up, spit that out. We just didn't have the morale to do it. We canceled almost every event in our life for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the things that had to go. Right. But this year, it was actually one of the first things I was like, Cammy, I think... I think I can do it again. I want to do it again. It took me, I don't know, a few days or a week to think about it. Like, do I want to do this? But then I, yeah, I decided, yeah, I want to do this. So this is where it gets interesting to me. Is Cammie and I, our, like, theology has been changing. And, uh... That's a fancy word for what you believe about God in the Bible in our case. Mm -hmm. So we grew up in 
believe in pretty traditional conservative Bible type things. Um, and I don't know, some of our beliefs, I don't know if it's what we were taught or how we took it, but whatever, they resulted in us kind of believing, there's a couple stages here. One was believing like, oh, we just need to help and love everyone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need to spend over and take it up the ass, but it's like the Christian thing to do and you just absorb it and don't, you know, it's just the Christian thing to just keep on loving people. Even when it's like, I don't know. Love people before you love love yourself. Yeah, you don't, your own (laughs) needs or interests, like, screw those. Yeah. (laughs) You just bend over backwards and work your ass off for everyone else. Yeah. So we did that to the best of our ability for a lot of years. And it pretty much, like, destroyed us and all the relationships around us. (laughs) Is that safe to say? Yeah, not destroyed as in we're, you know. We're, we're the, still standing or sitting here. It curb stomped us pretty good. But yeah, it was pretty bad. So it, th- it, it was, it's not sustainable. I'll, I'll definitely give it that. So then we went through a phase where we're like, okay, we're canceling everything. We're keeping people at arm's length. We're setting boundaries. We're saying no to everything. We are, um, we're worth it. Like, you know, so we started saying no to some family gigs that we didn't like or want to be a part of, but had never felt the balls to s- express our preferences. Mm-hmm. We started like standing up in some relationships and saying, you know what, we're going to do what we think is our part, but we're not doing your part anymore. Like, which meant a lot of relationships ending and us being okay with that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this huge um, upheaval, upheaval, shift. but like, I felt like it was like creating boundaries, creating a natural separation between us and some people in our lives that we didn't think were really that great of an influence on us or weren't really positive to us or helping us. We had mm-hmm. just been helping them. It, w- it wasn't all one-sided, but that was kind of like what it, when, when it was all said and done, that's, yeah. that was why the relationship was surviving. Yeah. So we've separated from a lot of folks in the last number of years. So our life like doesn't look like it did two years ago. There's a lot of people in our life that were there two years ago that aren't anymore for a lot of reasons. And there's a lot of pain and hurt and, We've apologized, and a few people have apologized, but we haven't really got many apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so then it's time to do this Christmas party, and there's this question: Who do we invite? Now, yeah. one of the books that I've been reading lately that I think I've quoted a bit here is by this guy named Richard Rohr, who is, I think, when it says "fr" before his name, does that mean Franciscan monk, or does that mean friar? I don't know what it means. I would guess Franciscan, but I don't really know. It basically means badass. <laughs> the way Cammy and I have been experiencing this dude. Yeah. And he's talking about like the same Bible that we read growing up, but he's basically explaining that it didn't mean anything that we thought it meant. So long story short, long, long story, <laughs> very short, is that Growing up, thinking about God, or heck, not even growing up, like last year, thinking about Mm -hmm. God, we thought God was all about, um, okay, there's sin, and God had to die for it because sin separates us from God. And in a way, God's powerful, but sin is, like, really powerful, too. And God separates those that are sinners away from him, sends them to hell, 
and sin cannot be a part of God. So the ultimate good in the world is good being separated from evil. Okay, so mm-hmm. God is in heaven, sin is in hell. And that's like, that, if that's God's model, you can kind of see how us as humans, if we're going to operate, you should separate yourself from evil. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. What Richard Rohr, badass Richard Rohr, is suggesting as a new way of thinking about this is that is not God's objective to separate. But true love is actually more powerful than evil, and it actually absorbs evil. Hmm. And it actually beats it. Like, that's how it wins. It doesn't win by separation. Mm-hmm. In fact, the goal is always unity. Like, God's goal was unity from day one, which is really fascinating because regardless of what you think of the Christian, uh, like, creation story, the biblical creation story, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the first line is God separated, like, light from darkness. And then it goes on to say all these other things, but it always says it is good and it was good after, after each after thing. each thing yeah. but it doesn't say it in the beginning when it when he separated light from darkness mm. which i'd never noticed before yeah me neither so okay that's like crazy theology land big picture right we're trying to keep this short but what it's done for me mm-hmm. is it's asked me this question well, what is next with us in these relationships? Some of people that we kind of consider, I don't want to say our enemy, although some are, but people that don't like us, people that we don't even really like, um, or that we don't consider kind to us. People that have slandered uh, our name. They're not looking out for us. Yeah. Um, they just haven't, there hasn't been positive experience from our perspective. Mm-hmm. The question is, is the party big enough for them? So really, is the love big enough for them? The love of and God. My three phases were, my first phase was, uh, yeah, the party's big enough, because I didn't know how to say no to anyone. Then I learned how to say no. <laughs> and I was like, nope. You know, I don't like being around you. You've, you've been destructive to my family, so no. Which was a necessary phase. I think so. I to for Of our growth. Yeah. But now I'm in this third phase where I'm like, you know, the reason why we actually started throwing parties as a family, we threw four parties a year. That was our goal. And the reason was because I actually listened to this talk that talked about, like, Jesus' first miracle, and it was making um, water into wine and a lot of... Christians don't really like that passage because a lot of Christians are against alcohol, so they can't really make sense of it. But, you know, the thing was if, like, the whole story of being a Christian, according to this guy, this was Tim Keller, was, like, the ultimate ending is going to be a wedding feast. It's going to be a party. Mm -hmm. So if you want to understand God, throw kick-ass parties. That's the thing. So we were like, okay, we should do that. We should throw parties. And really a... I think you could say it's it, the ending is going to be a love feast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're thinking about this party, and I, I just got this thing in my heart where I was like, I think we should invite everyone. Our neighbor hates us. Mm-hmm. Let's invite her. Why not? What mm-hmm. do we have to lose? Like, she's not going to ruin the party. I mean, I guess if she ruins a party, we can. I don't mind not inviting someone. But 
you know, the party is like big enough to show people love. And for one night we can say, hey, it's not about us. It's not about you. Like this party is like something bigger than all of us. Hmm. There's going to be drinking and fire and Christmas carols and music and fucking nacho cheese. A lot of nacho cheese. (laughs) And there's enough nacho cheese for the haters too. Mm. Like everyone can have nacho cheese. Yeah. Not just people that are nice to us. Mm -hmm. So I told this to you. Yeah. You were like. I don't know. Yeah, I was hesitant. I just needed to like think about it for a few days and because I just didn't want to do anything hasty. Um, I didn't know if I could handle it. Like I think God can handle those people. I didn't know if I could. And I still don't really know, but I'm willing to find out. Well, and that's really important to me because we have to be realistic about what we can handle. Right. Yep. And I was kind of assuming or hoping that we were able to handle it or at least able to handle some some people. Right. And those people that we can handle, I think we should do it. Whereas the, the reason why this has shifted is before, even just out of principle, I'd kind of be like, I'm going to invite the people that I like. Yeah. And now I'm like, hey, if we can handle it, we should invite the people we don't like. And it's not to make people happy. It's not to make God happy. But it's really for us most. I mean, it can be for those people too. But it's first of all, it's for us being able to live out what we are beginning to really believe. I think it's, yeah, I think it's totally for us. And I think throwing a party, which is a, if that's the closest picture we have of what we'll call heaven. Yeah. And seeing people there that we don't think we like or we don't have any, think have any business being there mm-hmm. is the ultimate mind bender in humility. And you don't have to like someone to invite them to your party. Just interesting i mean i'm not saying i'm gonna marry the person no just like just come to the party and eat the nacho cheese we're gonna make them eat the nacho cheese. <laughs> no it's not that type of thing when I'm they kidding. see it they'll want it i mean they'll be pouring it's it down on throat. everything no i mean it'll be everywhere i'm talking like the mega crock pot and i've gone yeah. back and forth like in years past i've gone like fancy like beer cheese yeah. you know but I've had melting issues, and I just haven't, like... You got to go with a Velveeta. It's like, that's what I'm thinking. And so we had it at a friend's house I the other know. day, and it was so good. And the way he, and like... No one will know. He blended... I don't mind telling them. I mean, yeah. it's Christmas, and, like... <laughs> and, I mean, if you can add some stuff to it that just no one cares, you know? Um, and you could we could call it something fancy. <laughs> because if you blend up jalapenos like Ted did... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. With like some chili but not with beans <laughs> i really think it'd be it'd be really good with chips it'd be the bomb yeah i mean that and the christmas music i think it'll be a, i think it'll be a kick-ass party yeah and even if the people if so this is the other thing though if the people don't come it's like okay you know we're not yeah. gonna like take it personally and be like oh fine I'm looking mm-hmm. at you next time. I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like, it really, it's not to teach anyone a lesson. 
it's got to just be because we actually believe we've received so much generosity and love that there's plenty to go around. That's how mm-hmm. God is. Yeah. And I think we're starting to believe that. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. Cam and I still have some a few kinks to work out who who actually can be invited because I think for you there's some relationships that are a little bit in flux that I I just noticed when their names come up you go on kind of like a bit of a tailspin. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's probably still a few relationships for me that I still need distance. Um and but I don't believe it's always going to be that way for me. So we won't invite those people. But yeah. we're going to invite everyone that we can. Mm-hmm. Okay, topic two. Yep. Um, okay, so I posted something on Facebook. Jeez, I wish I totally remembered what, but I don't. And I was talking about something about our authenticity or how hard it is or being honest or something. And Faith, who's a longtime vlog listener, said... Vlog viewer. Vlog viewer said... <laughs> Ben, you mentioned dishonest. By dishonest, do you mean you were lying about something or just keeping something private? And she says, you and Cammie seem to favor being pretty public about certain things that most people would keep to themselves. Why do you think that is? And then she tells me, feel free to use as podcast question if desired. Mm-hmm. Well, Faith, I desire. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. Okay, so that's the question. Is like, why are we so honest and public and where's the line between public honesty and privacy and stuff for us? So then um, I was reading this blog post about this author who names herself, calls herself Jamie the Very Worst Missionary. And she has a book out. I have not read it. Um, I, lis- I did listen to her on a podcast, and I read this blog post. And this blog post is titled, uh, where is it? It's titled Divorce, Death, and Resurrection. And the first line is, I'm getting divorced in bold. The second line is, so there it is. Now you know. (laughs) Okay, so you have this person who's like a religious blogger, author. Mm -hmm. And she's going through the worst thing mm-hmm. you can which is like divorce in that culture and world in my experience mm-hmm. this this was written on july 31st we'll post links down below next yeah. to the link that you can click on if you want to get more information about the retreat buy our merch that's <laughs> <laughs> like i do feel a little bit guilty it's like the only time where we've like ever like tried to sell anything you feel guilty? I mean, not really. I just, I hate that type of self-promotion of, like, constantly reminding people. But mm. it actually... Works. Well, not only does it work, <laughs> it's helpful. Because people, yeah. they're busy. Like, they, they like, some yeah. people will be like, oh, I want to go to the retreat. And then they go and, like, their kid shits their pants. So they, like, they oh, forget crap. forget about and it. They forget about it. And then, but I feel like, oh, I've mentioned this three times now. But I don't think I should feel guilty if I really believe in it. Yeah. So I'm done feeling guilty i'm walking away from that (laughs) i'm going to the christmas party and eating nacho cheese (laughs) okay so jamie 
so I just have some excerpts that I want to talk through before we answer Faith's question. So this is, um, I just cut and pasted like four paragraphs. So she says, but we all know the internet never really tells the whole truth, don't we? This blog, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, these are more or less art installations filled with carefully curated pieces of my life and faith and family. Hand selected to tell only the parts of the story that are suitable for public consumption. That said, honesty and vulnerability have always been high values around here. So I have struggled a great deal to figure out when to tell you about my impending divorce and exactly how much to share. That is in part why I've been quiet for so long. So I guess she never talked about this until this point. Mm-hmm. And this is her big like coming out being like, okay, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's interesting. The, uh, she only tells the parts of the story that are suitable for public consumption. And I would guess she means this is subjective um at least that's what i believe like i think each person needs to decide what is suitable in their life to put out there which what does that even mean suitable yeah what i think it means is what they can handle well that's one part but the other part is what you think is going to be helpful to your audience that's true I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we've had in our life that we was like authentic. And and times I actually felt guilty because we weren't talking about it. Right. But we were advised by our therapist just saying, you know, just because something exists doesn't mean you need to say it. And I think I've actually hurt people in relationships in the past just because I believe something. And I was like, that's a good enough reason to say it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to be construed or be perceived as someone that's lying or not authentic. But the part of this paragraph I wanted to talk about was where she says that um, all of these things, blog, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and in our case, vlogs, videos, mm-hmm. are more or less art installations mm-hmm. filled with carefully curated pieces of my life, faith, and family. So this is where, like, to me, this is, like, kind of obvious. Like, just one example. When we're hiking the AT... Our day is 24 hours long. We're hiking for 24 minus 8, 16 hours. Our videos are about 12 minutes long. Right. That's about one minute per, less than one minute per hour of being awake. (laughs) And what do we fill it with? Whatever we damn well please. Mm -hmm. You know, usually what happened was we tried to pick a theme for each day. That was a true theme, but it was not a comprehensive picture of who we are or our whole day. Mm -hmm. Now, we tried not to make it, like, deceiving. So, like, if the day is, like, really sad, one thing I don't feel okay with is from the morning be like, Hey guys, it's Ben and Cammy. Mm-hmm. How are you doing out there? We're doing wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like that feels wrong to me. Yeah. But I guess where the rub is, is we met a lot of people on the trail who watch our vlogs and they, they say this thing. They say, oh, I feel like I know you, which is a little bit scary to me because in one sense, I think it's actually super legit. Like, yeah. you know, if you've watched all of our videos you've spent probably more than 24 hours with us or 
you know, with our messaging, with products that we've created. Mm -hmm. And in that way, you probably could have a pretty good idea of at least some of what we believe. And at least more than just a random stranger. But I just want people to realize and to know, and this isn't just true about us, but they've seen the product that we've put out. A mm -hmm. vlog, even this podcast, it's a product. Yep. You know, it's produced. Like, I think even of the AT, like, we have all this, like, sexy music playing in the background. It wasn't like that on the trail. When you're walking, no. it's boring. Like, you're just, like, <laughs> walking a lot. Yep. And then I watch walking on our vlog, and I'm like, that looks really exciting. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it wasn't like that. That was a product that you yeah. guys saw. Mm -hmm. um, so where this is, like... The nature of vlogs, too, is such that they come across as being really personal because we invite you guys into our homes. At mm -hmm. least that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. So you see our bedroom. Mm -hmm. You see our bathroom mm -hmm. in a few episodes. You see us <laughs> drinking coffee with our kids. Right. I mean, you see our kids. Mm -hmm. So it feels really intimate. That's, that's the nature of the mode of communication. But it's still a product. Right. And where this gets dangerous for me is like you take these people like Jake Paul who have recently come out. He's like one of the top vloggers of let's just say 2017 at least, maybe 18. Mm -hmm. And come to find out almost everything that he does is faked. It, it's like a scam. I mean a scam is a strong way to put it. But these pranks that he does, they're all, they're all planned out and they're just acting. It's just a TV show. Yeah. But they don't they never say that. Right. It's almost like wrestling. Mm. Except for well, I guess do people know that's fake? I didn't until you told me, but I didn't I wasn't really into that scene anyways. Wait, you knew wrestling was fake. No, I didn't I never even thought about it. Oh, until I told you Yeah. Not tonight. No. Okay. No. <laughs> really? You didn't know? I didn't even stop to think about it. I never really watched it. I knew about Hulk Hogan. That was pretty much it until I mean, then you like introduced me to all these like yeah. snake, the Jake, the snake, Roberts. Jake, the snake, Roberts and That's a all these. Story. Yeah. Loved wrestling. So was it WWF? Yeah. Now they call it WWE. What? What? Why? Well, WWF, it was like that name was claimed by the World Wildlife Federation or something like what oh that's funny so they had to change their name so now it's mm. all wwe but i still call okay. it wwf yep okay next paragraph i'll read this one yeah please do okay next paragraph first early on a smart friend reminded me that there's a world of difference between secrecy and privacy secrecy is driven by shame and self-preservation while privacy is created by healthy boundaries and self-care my divorce is not a secret and I am not ashamed, but it is private. Over the past year, I have been open with my real-life community, awkwardly disclosing my separation to acquaintances I run into at the grocery store, in the gym, and, well, just about everywhere else. At the same time, I've chosen to maintain the privacy required for the two of us to find our feet, to discern our separate paths, and to begin to forge a future apart. I like that. that. I like that distinction. Um, I just think a lot of times people get the two confused, even in their own life. 
So, you know, they, they're holding things back because they're shame, but, but they say, oh, but that's my private life. And I actually do think there is a distinction there, but I think people use, use it. Oh, you think they people, use it. You think people are saying that's private, but really it's shameful for them. I think that happens. Yeah. Oh, a ton. A lot. Just like the whole modesty thing where it's yes. like, oh, well, I'm just trying to be modest. But in reality, you're just ashamed yeah, yeah, of yeah. your body. I think that's really true, actually, about sex lives. Absolutely. Where people say, oh, that's private. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it is. Maybe it should be. I don't know. But actually, when they're saying it's private because it's shameful, right? They're all, it's all a form of bondage. And private is just one of those ways. When, so, when you say it's private, that's a private question. It kind of shuts down any type of conversation or relationship in that area. Hmm. And you can just go on existing in shame. Yeah. Now, I'm coming at it from the opposite perspective. Growing up, I had a lot of secrets. Well, actually, I don't know if I had a lot, but I had a few that were very deep. You know, a lot of my sexual stuff and stealing stuff um, was I, I never had told anyone. And it was really, it, they really defined me to mm. myself, maybe mm. not to other people. And all of this happened, by the way, while like working in churches and I felt like really hypocritical. Mm. So... When I started to get healthier in my, let's just say, last 10 years, mostly through 12-step groups, I kind of, for the first time, adopted this no-secret policy. And I remember when I came out with my last one. That was when I, in fact, like the story is, um, I had stolen this money from friends in my blackjack days. Well, I hadn't, like, stolen it, but it it got stolen from me, and I didn't report it the correct way. Mm -hmm. So... It was like eleven grand, I think, and I didn't pay it back. So I essentially stole this eleven grand from three of my friends, and I never told them about it. And then my daughter, she was like eleven at the time, my oldest dove. She was like st- stealing and sneaking, and I like took her out to this hotel one night in Seattle just to talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, like, for me to tell her that she didn't have to have secrets, I had to like actually get rid of mine Mm. so i like went to my friends like super scary and i like told them i was gonna pay it back this is years later and and none of them like really cared they were like oh that's cool i mean Mm -hmm. it was a much bigger deal for me than it was for them yeah and then like to make matters like really kind of funny i was on this like podcast i think it's like the largest podcast in the world uh (laughs) telling my story Mm mm-hmm and uh, I should link to it if I can even find it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, it's it's um, This American Life. And I saw my story about Blackjack. So we're like all excited. We're like we're like huddled around the radio thing listening to it when it first came mm-hmm. out. And the like they played like I, they recorded like an hour or two of me talking and the the. The first minute what these guys play is me talking about the stealing. It's like the worst thing I have ever done in my adult life, and it's on the largest podcast in the world. Mm -hmm. And I just had to make this decision, like, how do I feel about that? Or what do I Mm -hmm. do with that? Do I, like, 
be like, these sons of bitches, like, misrepresented me. But actually, they didn't. They actually totally accurately represented me. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's a, that's a deviation. But but since then, I've been paranoid of, like, I don't want to keep these secrets anymore. Mm-hmm. I just want to, like, live a... What you see is what you get. Well, it's kind of... I think it's when you come out of that culture of, oh, you got to keep a certain face on or a certain look or certain perception and then you're coming out of that a lot of time you just you just overreact where you you feel like you need to practice the opposite of that to the extreme and I think you did that for a a number of years and you know maybe it was a compulsion but I think maybe you needed to do that um I don't regret it because it was like healing for you to do that. So like, let's go back to the question that um, Faith asked. She said, you know, you and Cammy seem to favor being pretty public about certain things. Most people would keep to themselves. Why do you think that is? Well, there's the answer. Um, but the other answer is, you know, I've actually kind of felt like we have nothing to lose. And more lately, especially... But really, you know, when my biggest secret... Now, granted, we have... I've never been worried about income. And I'm not saying we've always been rich. Like, there's been times, like, you know, some of these these things that I've shared, like, you would totally lose a job over. People have... In fact, people close to us have sabotaged our income streams on purpose because of the way we've chosen to live our life and what we talk about and whatnot. Um, but I've just decided I don't I don't give a fuck. I'd rather live in a cardboard box and be honest than to live in a palace and always be worried about either blackmail, blackmailing myself or someone else blackmailing me or worried about what the world's going to find out. That's mm. even true. Yeah. Let's not even talk about the false rumors. Let's talk. Let's keep it to true things. Yeah. Um, so when this thing went out on NPR, that was my worst secret guess what happened nothing (laughs) i went out to dinner with my family and it was like the same old thing Mm -hmm. and i was like oh guess that's not a secret anymore Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean this is before the vlog and before like we had really told this story Mm -hmm. um yeah and people have mentioned that podcast you know in the past they don't even mention that part they're just like Mm -hmm. oh whatever (laughs) they think it's like more interesting that i you know one money at a casino or something. Yeah. Um, Okay. Can you read this? Third is this. Today you'll be left wondering precisely why I'm getting divorced after nearly 25 years of marriage. Because I'm not going to tell you. In addition to being too personal and painful to share in a public arena at this time, the details are, quite frankly, none of your damn business. But I am going to go ahead and say this next thing, because I know that despite all of my eye rolling and protestations, some of you consider me a role model or a leader or whatever. That's it. I don't even know why I posted this uh, or why I cut this thing. Except for I I think it's interesting that she's unapologetically saying, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Definitely, if it's too painful to share, yeah. Oh, I, you know, I don't. Maybe, you know why I maybe post this? There's been a lot of online discussion since the Appalachian Trail about 
us getting shit and people asking questions and people say this thing they say well you asked for it because mm-hmm. you posted something online <laughs> and people feel sometimes entitled I don't think this is most of our regular listeners I think these are kind of like assholes looking for a fight online or just looking to tear someone mm-hmm. down um, but they they say this thing like oh well you know I can kind of say whatever I want because you posted a video online about your personal life. Mm. And maybe they're right, I guess. I don't know. They can say whatever they want online. But it doesn't mean that we have to share full disclosure about every area of our life. We have a right to privacy. Right. But it's tricky because I, I know to a certain degree by posting videos we're sending a certain message like oh we're making certain things public that our people take certain ways mm-hmm. I think a better way to understand not you ask for it because I think that's kind of not true like I didn't ask for it but I do think it would be naive to, to not expect it so I do think, you know, knowing humans and knowing the nature of the internet and all that, it you probably should expect some not some kind of meanness. Are we reading this last one? I think I'm over this article. Do you have anything else you want to say? No, I but I think I, I like the distinction between public and Wait, the distinction between private and what was the other? The distinction. Shame, private and shame. Yeah, but she had two words, like private. Secret, private. And oh, secret. the secret C and then the privacy. I like that distinction. So I'm all for um, privacy, and actually, this might ruffle some feathers. I think privacy is is totally fine within marriage. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you don't have to share everything with me. Oh yeah. Yeah, that will ruffle some feathers, won't it? Let's do it. Let's ruffle them. Well, yeah, because if you, I think with any with any person, like if you demand, like you basically overpower their will. Like you have, in order to stay with me, you have to have full disclosure. Even if you think that about yourself too, by the way. I mean, I could be forcing you. But even if you're saying that to yourself, oh, I got to tell him everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I think a lot of people feel that guilt. Hmm. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that anymore. I think I used to think that was a good Christian marriage. I think ideally it's nice to have full disclosure, but I don't think you should ever force it on yourself or on someone else. I I don't see any good that comes from that kind of thing. Well, first of all, there's no such thing as full disclosure. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't share every single thought you have in your head. So to say you ought to. And actually, the funny thing is, is is if you ask, demand that of your spouse, you're you're guaranteed to get the opposite. Like, I think it's based on insecurity and jealousy. Yeah. But I also think that secrets are destructive to relationships. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, not the kind of like, oh, I'm throwing you a surprise birthday party, but... Yeah. There's this part of me and I consciously am hiding it and don't want you to know about it. To me that violates like the purpose of marriage, mm-hmm. which is 
to mirror each other. To mirror each other. Let to to be fully known. To be fully known, and you know you you know me and can mirror me, and I know you and I can mirror you and say this is who you are. All right, are we ready to go to the phones? Ben, in a comment that you made on one of your children's birthday videos, you said that it was hard to love that child. And it resonated with me because I don't think I've heard many parents or any parents admit that and um, it resonated with the truth of mine that it's not easy sometimes to love my children and so I was just curious how do you approach that difficult to love child and what is your advice hmm. that's a great question man I got a lot of shit for that comment which is really unfortunate because to say that you struggle loving someone even your own child is to say you're human <laughs> that was eden's birthday yeah which was almost a year ago i said that mm-hmm. and people went banana they're like oh that's so mean how would you like it if that child saw that <clears throat> yeah she did see it she knows that at times but okay th- that's a great question i really like that question um so she's asking how do i deal with that the, this is the trick to, to that. Mm-hmm. For me, I believe that, first of all, loving is hard, like real loving. Inviting people to the Christmas party that hate your guts and sharing your nacho cheese <laughs> isn't easy. Mm. Um, you know, something yeah. had to change in us to make that possible. Um, but with our kids, I believe any difficulty in loving them unconditionally doesn't have to do with them. It has to do with us. It has to do with me. Mm-hmm. So if I have a problem with loving Eden, it's not, it's not a character issue with Eden. I mean, Eden yeah. might have her own character issues. So right. I want to separate that for a second. Kids have their stuff. We have their stuff. Everyone has their stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me as a parent to be able to love anyone unconditionally, if I can't do that, it doesn't have to do with them. It has to do with me. Mm -hmm. Because I can love, uh, the. I think, anyone. Like, true love is unconditional. Mm -hmm. And it extends to the darkest people and to the darkest places of everyone. Right. So when I say that, the reason why I don't mind saying that is because it doesn't have to do with Eden being a good or a bad person or whatever. We don't believe, you know, we have enough kids that if, you know, the more kids you have, the more you have some kids that are your style and some that aren't. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think having kids that aren't my style or that rub me the wrong way are a gift to me to help me grow and to help me even see myself in them parts of myself i don't want to see mm-hmm. so i can learn to love them and i can learn to essentially love myself mm. so yeah so i don't know if i don't have a step two like <laughs> for me step one is you just realize it's your issue it yeah. you know that was my issue i was talking about and i was just being honest about which it. which i really think that is the key like i don't 
it doesn't mean you're gonna like love them unconditionally tomorrow but but to recognize that the problem really actually lies with you you just stop blaming the kid yeah you know which i think and then you you're able to actually deal with yourself and grow in ways because the other way to operate is to i think one of two ways one is to say like okay this kid needs to change so i can start loving them wholly which that's that's sucks whatever that is that's not love that's Mm. you know now that i'm not saying that's also important because there's other ways we tell our kids hey if you don't change i'm not going to pay for your thing or maybe where i'm not going to like you like that's that's you know i think that's totally allowed that's fair or you're gonna have a rough go in relationships if you keep going down this path but that's not love that's not unconditional love the second way is to ignore reality and be like no i love all of you You guys are so rad Mm -hmm. you're such the coolest little human beings and we just post this bullshit on facebook talk about curated stuff i feel like (laughs) the stuff i see people post about their spouses makes me nauseous like it's like all sentimental and artificial come anniversary and birthday time oh god gave me the best person ever no actually i've started to have more of those feelings Mm -hmm. than ever but I think it's because a lot of work that we've put into. I was going to say, and a lot of those people have been together for five, ten years, and you're like, come on. Oh, they're blowing smoke. <laughs> come um, on, you're married to another human, right? <laughs> yeah, they're not They're not telling, they're not being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best love isn't the love that's sentimental and um, hmm. surface and is like, oh, I like that person, because that can change in a heartbeat. It's The best love is when you... It, take into account the entire person and i think it's got to be hard Mm. and it's self-giving your love is self-giving so that's that's why i said that and you know a lot of our birthday videos and things like we're we're basically saying a bunch of positive things about each other and we do that on birthdays like we share um a story or an encouragement about the other person Mm -hmm. and I like to do that. Mm. I think it's really cool. I think it's one of the best things we can do as parents. Yeah. There's also a reality where some of the kids are harder for me to accept than others, especially at certain times. Or connect with. or Yeah. And that does not have to do with love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to, at least. Sometimes it can. Yeah. But that's a reality of parenting that is, like, the biggest thing we deal with day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Next thing. Thanks, Ben and Cammie. I had not even considered teaching my almost 11-year-old son how to change a light bulb. And I've got a few out upstairs. I'm going to pause your podcast and go do that. (laughs) That's fun. That's... Oops. Oh. <laughs> Dang it. Ben was going to cricket me. Yep, I'm going to cricket you. Okay. Go for it, but you should be talking. We can't both be smoking at the I same think time. it's fun that she just took the time to let us know that. Because that could seem so, like, inconsequential. I love that stuff. But And it's so practical, too. It's yeah. like, oh, I never thought about that. And then she, like, implemented it right then and there, totally. <laughs> which is really cool. That's To me, that's, like, the best thing about having a podcast is knowing, like, I don't want 
I think it's easy for me to come across as being confident and be like, hey guys, this is how the universe works. <laughs> I don't I don't really like that anymore. I don't feel like I know how the universe works. I have some ideas now, but they're going to be different next week. But the, they're just ideas. But we do have some things that we're doing that are working for us. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, everyone really, I think the more we can be exposed to other people's ideas that are different than us. Um, you know, I, I remember reading this book um, called Integrity, and, and he was just talking about what is it? Is it like thermodynamics or Newton's laws or one of those sciencey things where they say, you know, oh, entropy, the law of entropy. That's what it is. Mm. Is that thermodynamics? Don't ask me. Homeschool mom. <laughs> Please uh, don't ask me. Uh, I don't teach my kids science. That entropy always happens, which means entropy. digression, chaos, a movement towards disorder mm-hmm. in a closed system. Oh, right. But when you open the system, it has the potential for more order or growth. Mm. So I think in marriage or family life, you know, even listening to a podcast for people. Right. For I mean, we have our own ways with books and podcasts where mm-hmm. we are opening up our system constantly. But yep. it, it's really so it's so exciting to know that a story of us, because what happened was today that podcast came out. So our schedule is a little behind but. But that was the podcast about us talking about our kids and chores and the mm-hmm. things that keep us from doing chores. So I talk about memory changing the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Well, it was inspiring hearing her story because that that's the kind of person I want to be, too, where if I hear something and I agree with it and it's like, oh, but it's not something I would like thought about already. And then just to implement it right away, not to put it on the back burner, but to say, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I just think that's a better way to live. There you have it. Mm -hmm. That's our podcast today. Yep. Okay. Well, um, this podcast is available everywhere that podcasts are available usually. So like iTunes and Google stuff and. Spotify and Anchor. Anchor right. is where you can leave a comment or a question for the future. Mm. So that's this. That's got to know that app. Yeah, because we want questions, app. and we do. Yeah, we we constantly. Or even, do we want comments sure, on there? Because I think that could. What be do you cool. want? You tell us. What, what do you want? I think it'd be cool to hear any like helpful feedback. Like if there's something that oh man, this like like this lady. It's like, oh, I this was helpful, and this is what what I did with it. Or, uh, I don't know, just your stories, basically. Um, it doesn't have to just be a question, but questions are, are great, too. And how you can help us is if this podcast is helping you, and if you know of anyone else that it would benefit, you can, like, share with them an episode and Mm -hmm. maybe even talk to them about it because they're probably going to be more open to conversation than we are, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great. I want this to be a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, And there's a Facebook group discussion that all those links and the links of other things we talked about are in the show notes. So you guys can check that stuff out. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you want to say? Oh, check out the uh, final plug by the merch. Um, the uh, link 
below to let us know if you're interested in the retreat super uber conference the heroin it's gonna be real and fun i don't know if we'll have nacho cheese dip but dude we can we could nothing can stop us <laughs> all right thank you for listening to fight for together we'll see you next time